What's up, y'all? My name is Min. My name is Tammy. This is The, the Lightning, Lightning Rod. Rod. Okay, very cool. So, episode three of The Lightning Rod. The biggest thing that we talked about last episode was about portfolio building, and we hinted so much at social media as a tool for portfolios. So we decided not to combine them into one episode, but to make them two separate episodes, just because I think they deserve, uh, they deserve our separate attention. Mm. Yeah, so let's talk about social media today. Yeah. We're gonna devote the whole segment to it. So we're gonna be talking about what platform you should use, where to post your content, how you should be posting your content, and how often you should be um, posting it. And also the big question is, you know, a big one that comes up all the time is, you know, can my art be stolen? Yeah. Or how do I protect my art on these public mediums? So we'll be answering all that and more on this segment. So I guess let's just dive right into it. So we talked about it last time where basically for me, like I said earlier, I don't have a website in like the current sphere, like yeah. I don't have one right now, I'm rebuilding my website, but yet I'm still getting commission work, I'm still getting clients, and I'm still in a comfortable enough position where I feel like I don't need a website for the time being. Mm. It's definitely something that I wanna have in the future, but I've been maintaining a pretty good social media presence and getting commissions through my social medias. So let's talk about how you can do that and you know what are some relevant accounts to have. For me personally, I think the biggest account, whether you're in fashion, whether you're in anything visual, anything really visual, we'll talk about writing later, but anything for visual mediums, I would have to say Instagram is yeah. the big winner for me. I would agree because, I mean, it's built for that. It's built for imagery. It's built for visual aspects. So I, I, would, I would think it would be weird if an artist didn't have Instagram, uh, even though I can see the argument against it, like you don't really need it, but I mean, in today's age, is a very big platform that can be can be the 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 breaker between you making it. Basically. Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen people get discovered on Instagram. Yeah. You yeah, know, in fact, when I was still in the writing world, when mm -hmm. I was still doing my creative writing, I actually remember I just tweeted something on my Twitter, mm -hmm. and a woman who worked at Huffington Post, she actually saw that tweet, and she actually asked me to write an article for her mm. and that was actually my first big break as yeah. a writer and you know social media is a powerful powerful tool if used correctly it can really really launch a career yeah or promote a career or continue to just help you grow in your business yeah and it's such a it's such a free tool right now and if we're not taking advantage of it um as creative people I mean, it's going to be gone later, yeah. and then you might have to pay for all that stuff, and you might regret that because you know, it's a free platform it's really, now for you to use. It's really interesting. I had a professor, you know, and he's been an illustrator for decades. He's yeah. been in the industry since he was in the 70s, earlier even. Mm. He's just been around the block, and, you know, he was telling me, like, back in the day, you know, he would have to print out everything, and it could be up to thousands of dollars yeah. to get your stuff out there. You have to rent space in newspapers. He never, I don't think he, don't quote me on this, I don't know if he did that, but like, you know, artists, they rent space out in newspapers for mm. advertisements. Mm. They make all these news flyers about their art. They post it up every, that's thousands of dollars of advertisement. Yeah. When social media, it's just a free platform. So yeah. we're pretty lucky to have that. Yeah, and to keep in mind, that was the marketing back then because they didn't have what we have now. So because, 
that we have it, yeah. I think we should all take advantage of it. I mean, we're one pretty way blessed for, yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. So anyways, let's talk about basically what is the most relevant one. And I think it's we have to start with Instagram. And I think it is so important to have... I think for me, I have two Instagrams. Mm. One is just for my personal oh, account. That's right, you do. Yeah, I do. I have two. One is my personal handle. I post like food, basically just food on there. <laughs> I post like pictures of like trips to New York or yeah. just random places I go to. Like that's just, you know what I mean? Like that's just my fun kind of personal one. I never really post my art on there mm-hmm. unless if I'm promoting my art account. Then mm. I'll promote and I'll put it on there. But it's very, very rare that I do that. My art is basically all on a separate account Mm -hmm. and with that being said there's sometimes where i haven't done it yet but i plan to probably this week where i i had an art challenge that i posted up where i made like a bunch of blobs and like fill in these blobs with some faces and some of my friends they participated in the challenge and i was going to post their art online so i always make sure you credit your sources Mm. but exclusively though like my art account is just all for my art it's all for my work there's nothing else on there other there's no selfies there's no anything and that kind of again the name of the game is consistency and we yeah. talked about that in the first episode we talked about it in the second episode same thing with your social media you want to have that consistency and i've seen artists you know who have that joint account mm-hmm. that's fine too i suppose but if you really want to go more professional with it if you want it to be cleaner and crisper and if you want it to be really professional i think you should have your own separate one for your just art you know and Mm -hmm. i've seen people take it a step further where they have one for their art that is just environmental and one for their character designs Mm. one of my great friends she has an instagram where every single friday she has a new character design that she posts up that's cool yeah and it keeps that consistency again yeah and i mean i'm guilty of that my i only have one instagram but i'm actually not the type to uh because a lot of my uh contract work so far has been undeclared or not in the open project it's not disclosed to the public yeah yeah. and so i can't really publish that kind of stuff and um publishing your work is what is it it's an aesthetic of itself like to make it look presentable on a feed that's that's a work of art like this it takes time to build out all that kind of stuff and i mean i could go on in terms of like who are my favorite instagrammers some are my personal friends etc and their feet just looks consistent it looks clean and i i strive for it but then again like i'm just not that type i don't post my work anywhere uh my the instagram that i have now is just personal sometimes i post a work out there like a and I something. think, again, it just depends on what kind of artist you are. Yeah. You know, yeah, your graphic design work, yeah. you know, it wouldn't really make sense for it to be. On, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, and then Min is uh, doing a lot of illustration, so there's a lot of room for content there. So work in progress, sketches, or uh, animations, or anything like that that Min decides to do, I think those um, are great for Instagram because there's a visual aspect to it. Versus me, I mean, there's a bunch of graphic designers out there that post their work. I'm just not that type. I don't post my work often. Uh, so I keep my Instagram very personal. But the creator folks one, that is heavily um, curated, like curated content. Like yeah. we sit and plan those contents out, um, which is something we're talking about next in terms of how often you should post or something of that sort. And it varies per field. Again, something that's consistent in all of our talks so far was consist- consistency and variance by whatever it is you're doing. Absolutely. And I think that that's something really important that we can dive into further. But for right now, I want to talk about other platforms as well. So we talked about Instagram. I think that's the starting point. But like I said last episode, 
we also really encourage you to look into the industry that you want to go down, talk to people. Again, like if you want to go into the gaming world or anything more in the high fantasy world, anything that is anatomy perfect, like the world of high rendering, high fantasy, art station is your main focus and you should have an art station if you want to go more into the gaming world. Like, and when I say gaming, I don't mean just video games. I also mean D&D. I also mean Magic the Gathering, anything mm. in that realm. Artist and art directors will be looking to hire from those places. And like I said, it just depends on your industry. Some industries are more Tumblr heavy. Behance is one that we talked about. That's another big one for artists, exclusively for artists by artists. But the most mainstream one, in my personal opinion, that everyone looks at, whether you're an art director mm -hmm. from the video game world, whether you're an art director from Disney, whether you're an art director from anywhere, a lot of the times, more often than not, they go to Instagram. That's yeah. usually the first one. Even my art director friends yeah. who work in the gaming world, they'll go to Instagram as equally, if not more, than they go to ArtStation. Yeah. And I think in part it's because of, again, that visual aspect of Instagram. It has just transformed. It's more than words because if you post it too much in a post, that's not the main focus though the focus is liking the picture mm -hmm. or whatever the content that is push being pushed out so that's why it's such a heavy platform for artists to use and i think it's a good platform to take advantage of you cannot do the same on linkedin um you can't do the same on facebook you can get a like you can get a share on facebook but it, facebook has built this reputation in my opinion for connecting and right possibly networking like you could talk to a, a couple of people or something like that it's for connecting purposes is not to show off your latest project compared to instagram you can do nowadays with that swipe option where you can do it in the post etc that has transformed how people creatively uh push out their content so yeah let's talk about what you should post on these places because you know, oftentimes I see people posting their sketches. I see people posting more of their content on their Instagram than on their portfolio pages. Mm. And that's what I usually consider a social media for. Mm. It's a little bit, it's like, I consider it a part two mm. to your portfolio. Yeah, I would agree. It's almost, um, I follow this couple on YouTube and they have a YouTube channel, which is basically their portfolio because all of their work has been documented on YouTube. But Instagram, they use it to connect with others, um, to reach out to their fan base, to have it as a more personal source, but also sometimes they snip it like their products coming out or something of that sort. Uh, so it really is a part two. It, it shouldn't be used by itself, I don't mm -hmm. think. I agree. Um, I mean, it can be. It's going I, to take a lot of work. Yeah, it does. And I have to really manage it. So for me, because I'm still building my portfolio website, I'm kind of relying heavily on my social medias to get commissions and to pump out my art and to do all that good stuff. But keep in mind that when I get more serious down into the road, when I look at employers and I look at other places, then I need to get that portfolio website. So yeah, again, I this agree. is a big part two. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, and there's a lot of content that I put on my social media that I wouldn't really put on my portfolio site. And sure. like, let me give a great example. So. The queen, Ariana Grande, <laughs> the love of my life, basically. She released... I'm a Demi Lovato fan. Um, can't relate. So, basically, Ooh, she fine. she rele she released this new um, song that broke the internet, Thank You, Next. Mm. And I remember I just drew a quick sketch of her in her... Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. you were there. And basically, I would never put that on my portfolio site. It was just a very quick sketch. It was just a quick little doodle just to have fun. Mm -hmm. But it really attracts people like, oh, hey, like this person is in 
to the same pop culture I am into. Like yes. they're into this kind of art style. Like, oh, this is like such a cute little quick sketch. It's just basically a way for me to connect with my fans and my followers and for just people who are interested in Ariana Grande who are fans of her as well. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, hey, this person likes her too. Like, that's kind of cool. I might give their art a look at. Yeah. And to add on top of that, um, this kind of jumps into like our later question about followers. But one of the best ways to build followership is to jump on the bandwagon. If that is what's popular right now and it's within your realm of interest, why not go for it? I mean, like Ariana Grande, not not everyone likes her, but yeah. I know a majority of people that like her. Um, and, I mean, she's awesome. You think she's awesome. So you do the fan art and you get a lot of followers for it. They might not always see Ariana Grande on your feed, but you are publishing content that they might like. And that's one of the best ways to build your audience as a as a artist. Right, too. absolutely. And I think the key phrasing to that is content that you like as well. Yes. You know, because for me, like, shame on me. I've never seen, for example... Pan, or not Pan's Labyrinth, it was um, something, I never, or what was it? I forgot what it was, David, David Bowie was in it? Uh, uh, I can't remember. I forgot what it was. See, that's how out of touch I am with like <laughs> 80s media. <laughs> like I've never seen that. So why would I, to the point where I don't even know the name of it. Yeah. And why would I draw something that I've never seen? I can't connect, like it's not gonna work out great. Yeah. And for example, like I have never enjoyed ever any of the, um, Mad Men, I, I've never mm -hmm. liked that, or yeah. I've never watched any Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. I know I'm really behind on my pop culture. The art hustle is kind of real. I'm just kind of drawing all the time. I yeah, I don't think it's actually uh, to detour a little bit. I don't think it's because you're behind. Uh, pop culture is almost relative to what you think yeah. is pop culture for your interest. Yeah, exactly. I'm not into that kind of stuff, but I wouldn't say I'm behind. I'm very up to speed on my own pop culture. That's fair. You know, that's a fair point. In. That's a really fair yeah. point. Yeah, and I mean, to whoever's listening and maybe like, <laughs> uh, Min doesn't watch Breaking Bad or, or whatever the yeah. case it is. I mean, it's just relative to whoever. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But I think like, you know, I do watch Game of Thrones. I yeah. am a big Game of Thrones fan. And... I definitely know for sure that there's a massive audience for Game of Thrones and I know how to relate with them. I know how to connect with them because I'm one of those fans. So whenever you do this kind of stuff, don't just jump on the bandwagon just to I jump agree. on. Yeah, don't do not do that because when you know, when people know that you're pandering, it comes off extremely disingenuous. And yeah, just unauthentic in total. So um, we've discussed it a couple of times to detour again at the Creative Folks. Sometimes we we think of our ideas and they may be popping in our head, yeah. but sometimes it, it's not popping to the other, to the audience. So sometimes we do have to think about how can we jump on certain bandwagons to um, that, that still is core to us, of course. So I'm not saying, oh, if like, if the new latest thing is like eating pineapples, we're not just suddenly making videos of the whole team eating pineapples because yeah. that has nothing to do with our brand. That has nothing to do with it. And yeah. it's, it's just disingenuous. Like, yeah. If, if I saw that, I'd be like, okay, you're really pandering. Yeah, you're just trying to jump on whatever whatever is popping instead of trying to connect whatever your brand is. So if you're an artist trying to build a brand or you work for a brand and you're trying to build that brand itself, you know, just be conscious of, like, all of the bandwagon that is happening. Decide on what you can jump onto because, I mean, that's in part two of how you get discovered because Ariana, you jumping onto Ariana Grande is almost a bandwagon of itself because she was popping during that time yeah, because her sure. music video released. Um, I mean, I I didn't watch it the minute that it released, but I know people who did, so I just didn't jump on it as Me. quick. 
<laughs> I just didn't jump on it as quick, but I could see the impact. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, marketing. Thing. Yeah. And like, basically for me, another thing that I always tell people is that you really want to just keep that voice of yours. And yeah, yes. for me, I do like Ariana Grande, but I also like Game of Thrones and those two worlds are very different. Yes. And this is where a, an art style that kind of unites them kind of comes in mm -hmm. hand. If you guys go look at my art Instagram, it's not exactly the most cohesive because I'm still discovering my art style. I'm mm -hmm. still trying to figure that out. And again, we're on this journey together. Yes. So another thing too, but I will say this, transitioning from just pop culture, a big thing I've noticed on Instagram and not just Instagram, but also on Tumblr, on Twitter, on other forums is these art challenges. Mm. So there was a really big art challenge that came out a while back. Like, what was it? it I, I did it a while too. It was, um, oh, draw this character in your style. Oh, yes, That's yes. still going on right now too. Oh, there's really? this, yeah, there's a couple artists who are still doing like these little drawings and they're like, draw this character in your style. And then there's other websites where they have challenges where a recent one that just came out was like, you know, backpack, draw a character with a backpack. And there's just so many different variations. I've seen people draw this, actually this one guy, he drew this one character and he was wearing like a fish tank for a backpack. That oh, was wow. so creative. And I thought that was, wow, that's so original. Mm -hmm. And I saw other kind of creative backpacks. And for those kinds of things, I'm gonna sound a little hypocritical and I'm gonna say, kind of jump on those, yeah, those I art challenges yeah. because so many other artists are doing those challenges and they want to see your unique and original take on that challenge. And that's a way to build community mm -hmm. and to build a really cool network of artists that you can talk to. I've actually made friends doing that kind of stuff, commenting on people's art. And actually sometimes if I really like their art or if I see something that I like, I actually will even DM them and say like, hey, it's kind of random, but I, I really like your art. You have it going on, like, you know, just keeping you and sometimes they respond back and sometimes they don't that's cool too and yeah. but you but taking that chance you build a community yeah so i always say to artists yeah the pop culture thing like yeah ariana grande that's not your thing totally chill don't draw that but hop on those art challenges there was another one that was draw this um draw multiple styles so like it was like draw like the simpsons your, yourself draw you as a simpsons character draw oh, yeah, yourself yeah. as like draw yourself in multiple different styles. And mm -hmm. it was so fun to see all those different variations. Mm -hmm. So, and I was so jealous because I, I can't do that for it to save my life. Like I can't draw, like I, I'm the worst. I can't visually depict myself, mm -hmm. like draw it on paper so or on a tablet more or less. But I mean, it's hard. I mean, I feel a little- I'm so skilled. Like, no, I, 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 I hardly draw myself though. I do, I hardly draw yeah. myself. I feel a little narcissistic doing that. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess that's part of it too. Um, I, I'm more of the behind the scenes person anyway. So, so mm -hmm. that's why I did social media marketing for so long was because I didn't have to be the one in front. I can just be the person behind. No, I, I feel, yeah. but like, no, no, like, I, I get that too. Cause it's like, yeah. sometimes I kind of go behind my art a little bit, yeah. but yeah, for the art challenges, I always recommend you do them. Like, and they're also great practice. They're great practice. And yeah. that's what those challenges are meant to do. They're meant for you to practice and hone your art skills because a lot of these challenges are made by artists, mm. for artists. So, and with those challenges too, you can also have your own unique voice more easily than if you're drawing like a famous person mm -hmm. that you don't really care about. You don't care about their content. Sure. In this case, you're pumping out your own unique content, but you're going in the parameters of this challenge. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I think regardless of what it is, 
you should definitely, definitely do the challenges. Yeah. And oftentimes, what is really, really cool is that, for example, there's this one artist who she recently just did a draw this in your style challenge, and she has 60, I would say 60k followers. Jesus. Yeah, she's a lot of followers, and more often than not, when she sees one that she likes, she actually will tag it on her page, mm -hmm. and you actually get the benefits of that. You reap the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. So if she sees your art and it's like, oh, hey, you drew my character in this style that I like, she's going to post it. Yeah, there's, it's basically a window of opportunity. And I think if you have the time, then, of course, jump on it. Like, I don't see why not jump on it. Yeah. And if you're an artist and you, you rather practice, I mean, if you're thinking, oh, I want to practice, but I don't know what to draw. Like, I don't want to draw that same, like, apple in the bowl thing mm -hmm. forever okay here's a challenge do it and i mean like, yeah, you can absolutely. get discovered in many ways i mean because because you you don't know who's watching you never oh, know yeah, on social absolutely. media but another thing too that i would say back to going to the ariana grande thing yeah. like you know for me i am not a big fan of a lot of shows like we said but there are shows that i am a really big fan of yeah. and here's the amazing thing about social media is that I remember um I think you saw it I drew a couple characters from my favorite show NBC's The Good Place yeah, yeah. and I actually tagged NBC mm -hmm. and they retweeted me yeah and immediately I had 500 people reblogging me or excuse me retweeting me I had people liking my posts sending me tweets it just blew up out of nowhere mm -hmm. and that is the coolest thing is when you're drawing things that you are passionate about but that also companies see that passion they'll retweet you 100 yeah. and that's a brilliant way to, for you to get your art out there uh -huh. and to add on top of that i guess a business aspect too everything every interest is is its own niche so or niche whatever you want to call it but um every every interest is one so people who love harry potter people who love um the good what is it the good, the good place? place yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like certain shows on Netflix or people who like Pokemon, people who like Dragon Ball Z. It's all its own niche. And you are a part of that community because you are a fan. So you're just adding another factor right. into it because those fans would love to see the artwork anytime. There's no fan in any fandom that would ever reject fan art. I don't think. Because oh, see, mm, I can dive into that. Okay. The Steven Universe fandom is... Yikes. Uh, yes. I guess it depends on what they're diving into. Um, if you're doing fan art that's a total misrepresentation and they feel offended by it, I guess that I could see that being a problem. But averagely, like, I could see someone draw, like, I love Pokemon, and people can draw different variations of Pokemon however they want to, and I would still love it. Like, oh, yeah, like no, you're, sure. you're, you're taking it on a creative way. Mm -hmm. um, and But that is even a thing. Like, that concept is a thing because of social media. Like, mm -hmm. it has given you an opportunity to put your artwork out to more people than just the people in your family circle, your intermediate circle, whatever it is. It's Yeah, no, more, more often than not, like, yeah. people love fan art. Yeah. They do, and that's... I'm sure there's always the bad apples, huh? Oh, no, no, there is always the bad <laughs> apples out there, but... Yeah. And they're very critical, too. Mm -hmm. Some people, but, I mean, that's usually, again, not the typical experience. Yeah. A lot of people are very open to just fan art, and that's, you know, that's a big way to get... And followers yeah. you know and for me like 
I think for me, though, I've seen it more often on Tumblr. I think Tumblr is a better... And this is just my personal yeah, experience. Yeah. I'm not speaking from, like, this is factual information. <laughs> but I've noticed more on Tumblr. I get more reblogs for fan art than I do for original content. Mm-hmm. But I think for my Instagram, it's pretty even, actually. Like, I post original art, and it gets the same amount of likes okay. and hearts as... Um, Tumblr does, or not Tumblr. Tumblr gets more banner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, for me, I think authenticity is key. And if you do like something, go with it, roll with it. And that's where I would post my art for um, my content on in, outside of my portfolio. I would agree. Yeah. And that's everything that we ever promote here at The Creative Folks anyway. Every time we do a project um, or when we're t- teaching at a workshop, we're speaking, anything of that sort. Uh, we're promoting authenticity to be truthful because nowadays uh, that could be another podcast again in itself talking about marketing tactics that people use nowadays mm-hmm. because while we're on the topic of followers there are people out there who buy followers and if you didn't know that now you know uh, the thousands of followers that you see that account has and then maybe their photo their has, bots. yeah maybe that photo has two likes or something like that that's I mean that's a social media tactic that people think makes them look more more trustworthy because they have more followers and that is not the case when you have authentic engaged followers that is what makes you look good as a whatever a company an artist an illustrator a painter whatever medium you're working on it doesn't matter this applies across the board for sure i would totally agree another thing too is that with the fan art a lot of employers actually I think they enjoy seeing it. That could be like a good determining factor for some people because if I saw, um, this isn't like realistic, but if I saw, if I was looking for an illustrator for a project that we're working on and I saw that they did a lot of fan art for shows that I like to watch or like the pop culture that I like to take in or consume, I might just give that person the leg up just because, hey, I like you and you have the same interests as me, so let's go. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like, you know, when you're being hired, you're also being hired, again, for yourself. And you have to be someone that is relatable to the company. Yes. For for sure. And, like, in animation, I remember um, in my animation classes, we actually did a couple character lineups Mm. of characters from popular things like the Goonies, Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Um, We did one for Jumanji. And yeah, I think it's really, I mean, because employers like to see that, you know, and also the really cool thing about when you take live action people Mm. and turn them into your own unique style, it says to me, oh, it actually looks like that person. You can actually do that. that. You you can do that. That's a a skill in and of itself that, frankly, not a lot of people can do. I actually, I I struggled with that. That I can't do that for life, again. (laughs) No, I struggled. And capturing likeness as an illustrator or an animator, that's quintessential. That's a big deal. Talent. No, it's it's a very marketable trait to have. So, I would kill to have that skill, but I don't Honestly, I'm struggling to have it. I've been practicing. (laughs) It's it's freaking hard. So, okay. So, we talked about the content we talked about posting and you know these art challenges these little fan art things so let's we kind of touched on that we touched on that a little but i want to talk about engaging with your audience Mm. and the commission work Mm. and about posting on a regular schedule for me Mm -hmm. i don't care what day you post i don't care if it's a monday i don't care if it's a sunday i just don't care Mm. you want to be so consistent with it i would agree I would say for me, I usually post because a lot of artists, they have this kind of it's kind of a bad habit. I am breaking that habit. Finally, Um, I try to post at least three times a week, Mm -hmm. if not 
then I post at least one time a week, mm. always one time. Because when you don't do that, you become kind of a dead account. Yes. And that's just not good because if you're not engaging people, then you're likely to lose followers. It's, it becomes problematic a little bit. And I can give you um, a good example of that using the creative folks as well, because when we started in January of 2018, um, I dedicated a bunch and I'm telling you a bunch of time uh, pre pre designing and pre making the content for the um, Instagram because I viewed it as, okay, this is a company, company um, social media, so it needs to have content. Like, I, I don't have a choice, and I have to have content, or else I will not grow as a company. And at this time, I was doing it by myself, by the way, so I was under a lot of, like, intense pressure to make sure that it's it's wealth, mm-hmm. like, a good feed. And um, I... I did it to the point where I was posting every day on the creative folks Instagram and you can scroll down on our Instagram right now and you could see that uh, where we were posting every single day and um, eventually I just got tired I just I was just so mad all the time because I could not get content to be out on time or like I was missing content or I didn't make enough content for that week or something of that sort. At first I was posting like, um, or I had content ready for one to two months in advance. And then suddenly it just started slacking. Like, and again, like last week I just, I, I slacked on two posts and we were supposed to post, uh, three times a week and I didn't have that ready and uh, it didn't slow us down too much because I think we built a better presence by now. But when we first started, that was so important was for me to post consistently, even if it's not every day. Uh, but it gave me some leverage to post every single day. No, absolutely. I think yeah. when you first start out, it's yeah. so important to be so precise yeah. and to be so on top of it. But yeah. but when you build that followership and when you build it, there's a little bit room for leeway, I, I think. If it's also, if going back, um, it, if it's authentic, engaged followers, so people who honestly click the follow button because they wanted to see your content, I think that is so important and i am blessed to i mean we have as of right now we have over 600 followers and i mean we average uh 30 to 50 likes per post um and i i don't feel ashamed i i love it i mean one day maybe it can grow to thousands if it doesn't that's okay uh and that's important too to not to not uh, compare your work to the amount of likes or the amounts of shares, whatever it is. Um, that is a dark rabbit hole to go down. Yes, yeah. because then you start questioning your self-worth and your art worth, all that stuff. That doesn't determine any of, any of that. Your quality of work is, if, if you make I, it quality. If you make like it quality, it's not, yeah. It's not determined whether or not it has 10,000 likes on it or something of that sort. So I think that's where a lot of people get confused when they're dealing with social media. I have to have more followers. I have to have more likes or else I'm not cool enough. And so the people who have bought followers, I know I'm calling you out right now, you bought followers and yet your images have two to three likes. What does that make you look like? It looks like you weren't being real to begin with. And it just makes- Looks like your content's not quality. Yeah. And oh, now, okay, you have a thousand something followers, but how come you host an event and no one shows? Yeah, like, and are they you, are you getting commissions? Yeah, no. you don't have authentic followers to begin with. And that's so important. And it's part of brand. If people like your personality, and that might be something we're talking about next too, is how to put out content that is engage-worthy for people mm-hmm. to engage into and how to push content where it's not too salesy, but it's enough to show personality, but to get people to commission. No, yeah, for sure. And for me, I always say to people that 
when they see the authenticity, authenticness of your content, yeah. then they will want to commission kind of, you. Yeah. They want to see more of your work and yeah. they want to have personal pieces of yours. Mm -hmm. So for me, a good starting place is like, oh, hey, I really liked how you did this one style for like, you know, I had this one person commission me. They said, oh, I love how you did your version of Tahani from The Good Place. Can mm -hmm. you draw me something in kind of that style? I'm like, mm -hmm. absolutely. And using that fan art, a lot of people will reference that back to me when they commission me yeah. for their own personal projects. I have this one I can't disclose right now, but you know, this person, they commissioned me and they said, I love how you did insert this. Can you do it like that for me? And mm -hmm. that gives me a place to start. And I save that image and I look at it while I'm drawing theirs and see how I did everything and how I did, how I rendered the hair, how I rendered the eyes. Mm -hmm. And it gives me a great starting point to build more followers and People love to see commission work post yeah. online too. And if it wasn't obvious, um, one of the best ways to get commission work is referrals. If you don't have referrals or any type of, it's just like going online shopping. If you didn't see a review, what are your chances of buying that? So same thing with art and same thing with business. If there were no reviews, no testimonials, you don't trust it. So why would you even put right. your money into it? I mean, for me, a couple of my clients, actually I would say a good majority of them up to this point, they have disclosed projects. So mm -hmm. it, it gets into a sticky zone where I cannot post them on my social media. Yeah. But recently, I'm talking very recently, like this month, I finally have clients that are just more mom and pop based, more, yeah. yeah, more casual where I'm like, you know, hey, you know, this is just a fun little thing for me. And you can post it whenever you want, kind of stuff like that. And yeah. that to me, that's really nice. And what I do for those kind of clients is I'll actually tag them and I'll tag them on multiple social medias and then their followers and then their people can see my work. And 100%, I've had friends who have done this too and then that's how they get more yes. clients. That's the power of social media to me. But mm -hmm. uh, I guess a good disclaimer on my part too, as I do, um, I do social media marketing on the side, um, helping people Me with their well. content, etc. Um, if your focus is to become viral, then you will never go viral. Um, if you haven't noticed, all of the viral content of this 2018 year, it has been stuff that you would, it, it just happened out of the blue. It wasn't planned content. It was, it was literally, I walked in, I walked into that situation, I filmed it, and now it's going viral. No, I have a great personal example of this because like for me, you know, I did this one sketch and I really didn't think anything of it. Like I, you know, I was drawing the Ariana Grande and I was drawing the good place and I was drawing all that. And then, you know, I was like, hey, Min, I just want to take a break. I want to just do some Min art just for me, mm. just for personal That's things. That's self-care about Yeah, that, that really is self-care. And, you know, I was going out and, you know, I'm Buddhist too. And we like to just, I like to go to the temple every now and again. And I just started drawing some Buddhist monks I saw. Mm. Oh, and yeah. yeah, and you saw that post too. Mm -hmm. And I was so shocked about how many likes it got. It got more than my typical amount mm -hmm. and more on my Facebook too, because on, on my Instagram and on my Twitter, I tend to get more likes and hearts, but on my Facebook, I got like all of a sudden like 50 some odd people. And I was like, oh, hi, like that's unusual for me. Mm -hmm. Or like on, on my Instagram, I got more likes than usual. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? And basically I was just like, oh, this is my personal experience. This is authentic. Like people like to see this authentic content. Yes. So I was blown away by that. And that's really encouraging for me to go out and draw more things 
that I enjoy, you know, because mm -hmm. I typically, I never typically draw Buddhist monks, you know, yeah. but I don't really share that side of me, mm -hmm. but I was shocked to see that people enjoyed it equally, if not more than my Ariana Grande mm -hmm. drawing, which is very encouraging. And yeah, I agree. It is yeah. an act of self-love. Yeah. And I do think uh, to jump on that too, another good, I guess, business tip or mentality tip, just because that one went viral, and if you if say that you finish you did that monk um, picture and then now you're like oh my god like I got so many likes this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life some people do think that they think some like, people do I went viral on this one thing so I'm just going to keep creating content that's like that and that's not how it works like the algorithm if you think about it it gets tiring over some time it does like you as a listener would unsubscribe to something if it gets too much. Um, or something of that sort. I sometimes unsubscribe from people I used to love like five years ago on YouTube just because I'm like, now all your content is the same and I don't want to see that anymore. Mm -hmm. But there is a threshold in between. Like there's, there's also that line where, oh, I came for this content all the time. But there's also that part where, okay, now I would like that person to make new content or, you know, show more to themselves than just this. Yeah, shake it up a little. Yeah. So for me, like, I will probably, I mean, I might, who knows? I might draw more Buddhist monks in the future. Who, oh, cool, who, who knows? Yeah. But the reason why that went more, I mean, I don't want to say it, went, it did not go viral, but it was more popular mm -hmm. than my other content and is because it had authenticity. Mm -hmm. It had love. Mm -hmm. It had my own personal voice to it. And that is what makes viral content. Yeah. That is what makes good quality stuff. And people can tell immediately if you are being authentic. Yeah. And if you have love in this art. So again, and also for employers, and speaking about that, for employers, the reason why they love going on social media is because they see, oh, hey, this person's posting art regularly on the social media. They're obviously not doing this for just, you know, a job. Like they obviously like to do art on their spare time. Mm -hmm. So that also shows that kind of a different form of love. Yeah, you know, like for a the passion industry. for yeah. it. And that makes you more marketable and employable oh, 100%. because- I'm looking, if I'm looking at two, uh, say that I'm looking at two Instagram accounts for a potential person that's going to work here at the Creative Folks, and one one side, okay, they're all about travel, they're all about uh, selfies or going out to parties or something like that, which is okay, and then the other side, uh, they post more of their art, I'm probably going to go with the person that's going to do more art, even though I would hope that person does go out often or does hang out with friends, does do this, does socialize. Please go see their, sunlight. Yes, do not, do not ever just stay inside your room. But if the the other account never posted art or, or even talked about art or even talked about anything that I wanted to hire them for, and yet they portray this other persona, it just feels like, okay, you're not really unless you you provided a different account I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to see like i said many people have multiple accounts yeah and i wouldn't be able to see like that other side that i'm looking for versus like oh i have one person here that's ready to go they're passionate about it let's go you know and you don't, i mean like again i i don't want to put it out there in 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 a way that makes us seem limited um of course if i saw in an account where it was like like my account where okay they have personal life but then they added art every now and then that's okay that seems normal Versus like a whole party account where all you do is like go to parties and like sleep on couches or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know. Who would like, post that on Instagram? I don't know, and but I know it happens. Yeah, I, I, yes. I'll bet. Yes. So yeah, I think that the best thing is just to post regularly. You and always keep it consistent. Keep it consistent. Yeah. 
for one thing that I, that's one thing that I kind of struggle with. And because again, I'm learning as I'm going along. And for me, my account, this new thing that I'm trying to do is every so often, I'll actually post a challenge where I make a bunch of blobs. And yeah, you yeah. were saying that earlier. Yeah, I was saying yeah. that earlier. I make a bunch of blobs and then I fill them in with faces and people love it. And that's something that I love to do. And that's a challenge that I made up and it's fun. But the bottom line is do art that you like, be authentic with it. Only do these challenges or this fan art if you like it, if you are engaged with it. Because if you are engaged with it, you will engage other people. That is the golden rule. Don't hop on the bandwagon just to do it. And seriously, you want followers that are real. Do not buy followers. I would never recommend that as a business practice. Would never. Um, ever recommend it. None of the followers on our Instagram account have been bought. Um, I actually interact with people when I go out. That is my marketing tool. Hey, follow us on Instagram. Um, I'll give you a freebie from me or something like that. Um, because I have to operate it as a business. It's not like my personal account. I would never go out and pr promote my personal account like that. Like, follow me and I'll give you free art or something like that. Not like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's um, weird. But for freelancing, though, I would, would say be a great that's idea. fine. Yeah. yeah, for freelancing, that is totally acceptable. Because in the freelance world, you do have to market yourself. You're kind of a one-man show. Mm. So for me, I always say, if you like my, if you tag me in the commission that I made for you, if you tag me on your account, and if you basically if you follow me back and you get three people to follow me, mm -hmm. then the, your next commission from me will be fifteen percent off. Yeah, and that's that's just the art of marketing and yeah, that's just good marketing. being a business person and all because it, people like deals, right? You like a deal, I like a deal, everybody likes a deal. So if it's something as easy as I can get three people to just follow men and I get mm -hmm. like fifteen percent off, why not go for it? If I'm going to use men as a as a design person regularly then of course it's an investment at that point um but i do want to kind of kind of close this episode and actually make a part a part two or a part three whatever we're on to talk more about um art and how it can be stolen on social media you know i think that that's smart i think we need to dedicate an entire segment just for stolen art because yeah. that is a really big problem i believe men may have gone through it i have and i've yeah. known multiple people who've gone through it and i've heard horror stories yeah. that some of them have involved lawyers yeah that have been involved and you know what i think that you're right i think we need to close this episode will this be a little bit of a shorter segment just because i think i want to dedicate enough time for stolen art yeah but also in that episode i think we should also talk about what is good exposure what is bad sure. exposure and i mean like we can bring in another aspect too the business aspect yeah because um at the creative folks we had a couple of ideas stolen i won't disclose what ideas were stolen but i mean ideas have been stolen just in the midst of us sitting in a coffee shop talking about it and then suddenly um i wouldn't say they're competitors but just people that we were meeting with or people that were there during that time suddenly now you see your idea out on the internet before you could even publish it or even act upon it um and that, that's a whole episode right. in itself but and also it's we deep. will talk about the difference between because there is a difference between being inspired by somebody sure, yeah and I would agree. being you know blatantly plagiarized yeah you know i would agree so i think yeah we'll close it right here and yeah that's our next episode thank yeah. you for joining us this time my name is min my name is tammy and thank you for joining us Yay! what's up y'all tammy here i hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast if you did give us a rating and a comment let me know what you think it's our first time ever doing anything on the audio platform so we're just as excited to learn more 
Want to know what our next episodes are? Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our newsletter. Those who are subscribed get sneak peeks before anyone else does on our social media. See you in the next episode. Let's hustle.